welcome to another episode of Clear Light Connections, where we talk to the people behind the businesses Bay Area Houston, and we are proudly sponsored by UTMB Health. Uh, today's special guest, Corey Kaufman, and you are with Ellie Mental Health. Uh, yes. Tell us about the organization and what you do there. Yeah, well, thanks, Jameson. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the opportunity to come and speak with, uh, with everybody out there. So Ellie Mental Health is a mental health outpatient clinic. We're located just down the street at 2200 Space Park. We opened our doors on May 1st. Um, Ellie is a franchise, and uh, my wife and I are the owners of the licenses for Clear Lake and for League City. Okay, and and so you're the owner. Are you also uh, a therapist, or I mean, how does that work? Yeah, that, that's a great question, actually, and that's the, the whole Ellie concept is that people like my wife and I who have a passion for mental health can get into the mental health business and not be therapists. Okay. So we run the business aspects of Ellie, and we have a clinic director that handles the clinical aspects. Okay. How, how did you get interested in, in the, the subject of mental health? Oh, boy. Well, that's, uh, that's a loaded question. So uh, I have a military and law enforcement background, and my wife has a law enforcement background, and uh, I have a particularly uh, traumatic journey uh, when I was in law enforcement. Uh, I ended up losing a lot of friends, uh, both to suicide and, and to homicide, actually. I had a number of friends killed in the line of duty. And the, the problem was is nobody could ever get any help for mental health. Um, if you went and asked the command for mental health assistance, they would assume that you were no longer capable of doing your job and your career would be over. Mm. You would be going back to highway patrol or something like that, that that's less desirable. So uh, there's a lot of policemen with a lot of anxiety and a lot of mental health issues bottled up, and we really want to take away the stigma and make mental health services accessible to everyone. And, and it's great that you're getting to do that in a community that, you know, every community is asking for more mental health resources. I mean, it, it's it's kind of epidemic across the board. Uh, I think your path is unique, and it's, it's certainly, you know, the, the trauma of the jobs that certain people do. And, and, and you're right, there's it, it gets stigmatized. I think that's lessening. Are, are you noticing that, too? I think it is. I, I, I think that the media has helped out uh, with that, is that they're making people who are having some difficulties with their mental health journey, they're, they're bringing them to the forefront now. Mm-hmm. And so that will, that's what we're trying to do as well. And uh, the pandemic has, has created um, um, all kinds of issues that, uh, that need to be dealt with, and that's something that we really want to get in front of. We're, we're seeing the effects of that. My wife and I were in Las Vegas, we were in an elevator and, and the elevator stopped on a floor and the doors opened and there was a young girl with her family. They had just arrived from Canada and this is the first time the young girl had been out in public and she was so terrified to get into that elevator with us. Um, and she's not unique. This is everywhere, right? So there's going to be a lot of issues out there and, and we hope that we can help deal with that. Yeah, and, and it sounds like you're well positioned to do that. And uh, so I guess you talk with your therapists and, and the people that work there. And, and what are some of the big issues they're seeing? What's bringing people in? Um, a lot of children, a lot of marriage and family issues. Um, uh, children is probably the most common. That's I, And I, I am expecting that here, as soon as school gets started again, uh, we're going to see another wave of, of children coming in. So we have seven therapists at the clinic right now. We're going to be building up to 12. And uh, six of those seven therapists uh, are well-versed in children. So uh, we can really, we're really well-equipped to handle that. Yeah, you're, you're kind of specifically to our community, really kind of 
it's it's almost tailoring it to to what our needs are yeah we sure are and and uh our clinic uh we look like the rest of the community around here we've got a super diverse group of therapists um we've got different languages that our therapists speak uh, we just brought on a therapist at the end of last week uh, who's fluent in portuguese she actually comes from mm -hmm. brazil and so uh, there's a big need in the Brazilian population to come and speak to a therapist that speaks the same language as they do. So we're we're blessed to have her come on board as well to complement our team. And so, uh, how how is business going? I mean, obviously we hear about the need, and are, you're obviously hopefully seeing that you're meeting that need. Yeah, we see that right now. Um, Insurance is a big issue for us, so we we are getting credentialed with literally everybody, and that has been a much longer process than what we were expecting. Um, and so it, our therapists that take certain insurances are completely booked up and have, have waiting lists, um, while we have some that are a little bit less busy that aren't quite quite there yet with their credentialing. Yeah. So as soon as we're credentialed with everything, and that includes Medicare, Medicaid, TRICARE, um, we're really going to be off to the races. Here. So that's that's kind of a new thing, right? Health insurance kind of working towards mental health as well, because I, I know in the past it was just about the physical, right? But but they really seem to be accepting the fact that hey, this is important and and covering some of those things. They sure are, and uh, and I really think it's going to be our clinic's big advantage. I think we're going to be able to help out uh, a lot more people that way. Uh, we're lucky to live in the area that we live in. People have very good jobs around here, and with very good jobs comes good health insurance, and everybody would, of course, like to use their health insurance, and, and that's what we offer at our clinic. Yeah, but, you know, and people think, oh, it's Clear Lake, and, you know, but you, you can never tell what's going on in people's heads. You can it, never it, tell. It, there, there is no, it, it doesn't affect one group over another, you know, disproportionately. It's, it's, it's basically everybody. Yeah, that's correct. And, and everybody's mental health journey is a little bit different. Something that might be traumatic to one person isn't traumatic to another. So um, it's, it's, it's really getting under the hood of the whole community and, and understanding what people need and, and uh, being able to meet those needs in a welcoming, uh, authentic way. Well, and I know you said you had a particular interest in, in working with law enforcement and, you know, pe people that are experiencing some of that trauma. A any plans to maybe make that one of your niche uh, targets? There is. There's a, a whole um, a whole contracting um, venue that we're going to take advantage of so that we can we can work directly with the police departments, uh, doing wellness checks on their officers and, and allowing them to come and see us or us to come see them and, uh, and not have to reveal any names. So, so it, the, the officers are going to get the help that they need and, and uh, be able to keep anonymous and, and be able to get, get their concerns out. So we call right. them wellness checks. Yeah. It's not, not really something that they're not coming and getting intensive therapy because something horrible has happened. They're just getting wellness checks. Yeah. And in my policing career, we didn't have that. Um, I, I had a friend that we relied on one another. I had a friend that, that uh, um, he was uh, in a section where he was installing listening devices uh, for drug dealers' vehicles, and, uh, and one of the drug dealers came outside, saw what he was doing, and started shooting at him. And uh, to everybody in his unit and, and his department, it was a big joke, but, but he, was, he was actually traumatized by yeah. it. And so I got that phone call in the middle of the night that, hey, we need to talk about this because 
we're just dealing with it at my department with humor and, and that isn't working for me. Yeah. So, so it, it's, it's those high stress jobs that the military, they tend to have those high suicide rates. So do you see any softening of the stigma in, within those, you know, particular job types or is it, it it's, it's obviously slower than the population at large. The media has done a good job of kind of making this an issue, but are, are you seeing it soften a little bit or is it still pretty pretty much entrenched in that kind of machismo we don't talk about this kind of thing yeah for sure and that's a great question and that's that's command driven so i see it softening in some departments i see uh hpd houston police department for example uh they've been taking mental health seriously for a long time and they have a very supportive chief right now and so that seems to trickle down. Uh, Harris County as well, same thing. So seeing some real positive things out of those departments. Um, I've also visited some where, where nobody wants to talk to us, mm-hmm. where there's the stigma, where we're, we're, people won't even look at the LE folks because they, they're worried about being associated with something being wrong with their heads or yeah. that they can no longer be fit for duty. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting you bring up that kind of leadership sets the tone, you know, for, for things like this. And, and it makes it, you know, what's going to be important, what's not going to be important. I, I think that's lost a lot of times on on not only small businesses, but big businesses that, you know, whatever the leadership does, that sets the tone for the entire organization. So it's good to hear that some of the big ones like HPD are, you know, really taking that seriously. Yes, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit more about... Uh, Policing in particular, you know, not only do the officers go through the trauma, but police are often the first that work with the mentally ill or have encounters with the mentally ill out on the streets. So they're, they're getting it from both sides. Uh, talk to me a little bit in your experience on, on what that does to, to say a police officer and, and, you know, his psyche. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, you know, uh, a lot of police departments uh, have different um, have different time challenges and things like that. And, and it's you're going from one priority, one call to the next. And, and I was stationed during my policing career at, at, a, at a particular place where that's what it was like. You had you came to work and your calls were lined up for you and they were all priority one crimes against people. And so you were just running from one traumatic thing to another and and you didn't necessarily give each call the attention that it deserved and when you had the time to be able to do that that was that was always great like i i remember dealing with a a suicide uh well it was a a young man who was who was talking about about suicide and and uh there was another department that was there and they were uh they were intent on rushing rushing in and, and grabbing this guy and 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 uh being very hasty about this and going to the next call. And I had time and I'm like, you know what? We're going to talk to this guy. We're going to talk to this guy until he comes out. And, and, and that's what we, that's what we did. Um, in this day and age, things are a little bit different. I, some departments have mental health prof- professionals that are riding around with the police officers and assisting them with their calls. But I think the big thing is, is the added awareness that, uh, and the ability to, to take the time with each call and, that, I mean, that's a luxury not a lot of police officers have. And when yeah. they have that luxury, they're, they're usually very good at it. Nobody goes to nobody goes into that career wanting to hurt people. They all go into that wanting to help people. Yeah. And, and I know like police departments, the military, they take, you know, a lot of uh, 
they, they stress physical fitness, but it sounds to me like maybe mental fitness and mental health needs to be a big part of that conversation and, you know, taking, taking care of the whole person. Hey, you bet. They go hand in hand. Uh, I'm, I'm a big gym person. We partner with, uh, with quite a few gyms in the area because mental health and physical health go, go hand in hand. And, and, you know, I find that the better physical health that I'm in, the better my mental health and vice versa. So they, they certainly go together. Well, Corey, I want to I thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you want to tell the audience about uh, LA Mental Health? No, I would just like uh, people that, uh, to come and try us out and, and see how we are truly different. Yeah, and if, if you feel like there's something wrong and you need, reach out, find help. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what we're here for. We're well, here. thanks for being part of the community. Thank you very much.